Hey boondockers, where are you staying tonight? I'm Jeremy Storton. I'm an advanced Cicerone, host of the Good Beer Matters podcast, and an occasional traveler. I'll be your host as we search for a great place to stay and a happier life on the road. This is the Roads and Stays Audio Magazine, the best 30 minutes you'll spend all day. Small towns scattered from sea to sea have a ton to offer, but accessing them isn't always easy. With Harvest Hosts and Boondockers Welcome, you'll have the chance to stay at local farms, wineries, golf courses, private properties, and more. The all-access plan gives you unlimited overnight stays with the largest and most fun camping network at over 7,000 locations across North America, without any camping fees. One yearly fee is the same cost as three to four nights at a typical campsite. Say goodbye to Wally docking, and instead, wake up on the farm. Hey there, travelers. Welcome back to the Roads and Stays audio magazine brought to you by Harvest Hosts. You know, traveling is a wonderful and remarkable thing. It's even more interesting when there's a theme to your travel, such as touring all the national parks, following a band, or visiting all the homes of your favorite transcendental poets. Our guests today have a different theme that fuels our travel, and I can't wait to share it with you. But first, here's the latest in RV news. Arches National Park ends timed entry. Prepare for changes. Arches National Park is bidding farewell to its temporary timed entry pilot, effective November 1st, 2023. After this date, visitors will no longer need timed entry tickets to access the park. Instead, traditional park or interagency entrance passes will be required. They're available online or at the entrance booth. Keep in mind that the end of this program may lead to increased traffic and temporary entrance delays, especially during holidays and the weekends. It's essential for visitors to plan ahead and stay updated on current park conditions. Pebble's Revolutionary Electric Travel Trailer Pebble is a California-based startup, and it has unveiled a game-changing electric travel trailer prototype called the Pebble Flow. This futuristic 25-foot trailer with a 6,200-pound gross vehicle weight rating, or GVWR, promises to redefine RV travel. It features a stunning curved exterior with panoramic windows, electric motors for ease of towing, and autonomous control for hitching and parking. The Pebble Flow also incorporates sustainable elements including a powerful lithium-ion battery and solar panels. Production is set to begin by the end of 2024, marking a significant step towards sustainable and user-friendly RV adventures. From the KOA, Campers eagerly book for 2024 adventures. Campers are gearing up for exciting adventures in 2024, according to Campgrounds of America, also known as KOA. The monthly research report for October 2023 shows that most campers have already booked at least one camping trip for the upcoming year, reflecting their strong enthusiasm for the RV lifestyle. In contrast, only 13% of leisure travelers have pre-booked their 2024 travel. This trend is likely fueled by campers' high satisfaction with their 2023 trips, with 58% reporting that their experiences exceeded expectations. Whitney Scott, the Senior Vice President of Strategy at KOA, 
emphasizes that camping has become more than just an activity, it's a priority for travelers seeking rewarding experiences. Upcoming RV events, meet Harvest Hosts in person. Don't miss the opportunity to connect with Harvest Hosts at two exciting RV events. One will be at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show that's coming January 20th through 28th in 2024. This will be in Quartzsite, Arizona. Another one will be the 2024 Florida RV Super Show, which will be held January 17th through 21st in 2024. This will be held at the Florida State Fairgrounds. At these events, you can meet the Harvest Host team and discover more about our unique RVing experiences. Mark your calendars and join the RV community for exciting adventures. Roads and Stays Autumn 2023 Issue We are thrilled to unveil the autumn issue of the Roads and Stays magazine. As the leaves change and the air becomes crisp, get inspired to plan your autumn RV adventures. This issue covers a wide range of topics including solo RVing adventures, RVing with the National Hockey League, finding your passion and taking risks, exploring England by motorhome, and the best RV camping spots in New England for fall foliage. Get ready for a season of unforgettable road trips and stays. Connect with us each month as we bring a monthly roundup of news about RV life. We'll highlight new RVs, tech that makes your travels better, all of the happenings in the outdoor space, and of course, some of the best farms, wineries, breweries, and more around North America. In the meantime, you can stay in touch with your Harvest Host team through our chat system at harvesthosts.com. Did you know that Roads and Stays is also a magazine? We cover RV news, personal stories, and keep you in the know on tips, discounts, and future events. So what are you waiting for? Download Roads and Stays today. And now, on to the show. All right, everyone. Today is the day that I have been waiting for. As you know, <laughs> as you know, I love RV travel. I love camping. I always have. And and with this podcast, I've been talking to people about uh, traveling in the RV world, and that has been fantastic. But today, I get to talk to my people. This these are people who love RV travel <laughs> and love a good beer. And, and for anyone who's been listening or watching this knows uh, that I'm a, I'm a beer guy. Uh, so uh, my, my guests, uh, Nita and Glenn uh, Hughes, thank you so much for coming on to the Roads and Stays Audio Magazine. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Pleasure. So, uh, but this is going to be a little, little odd. And so forever, for anyone who's listening or watching, you know, bear with us a little minute, because we're going to talk about, uh, travel on the road so therefore driving and we're going to talk about beer and 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 so we need to we need to just separate those out we're gonna we're gonna uh bring that home at the very end but uh first things first uh glenn and nita will you please introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your your story in the van life you start who are you oh i'm <laughs> i'm nita i'm nita and i am the I guess I'm the navigator, right? Yeah, I guess you're the navigator. He always drives. He's a really good driver. He loves to drive. Yeah, and, and we love being on the road. Uh, okay. Tell us about uh, okay. Cubby Van Life. Okay, so Cubby Van Life, um, two years ago, a little over two years ago now, we retired. Uh, we're from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we sold the house and we sold all of our possessions. The computers, the house, the cars, 
Yeah, we the s- books, everything. We sold pretty much everything, and we moved into a. Uh, I spent the last year of my working life converting a brand new, at that time, 2019 Ram ProMaster 1500. It's the little shorty guy, the shortest. It's so one they cute. Make. And we spent a year doing that, and a year to the day from when I picked the van up at the dealership, we hit the road, and we've been living on the road as Cubby Van Life ever since, and. Uh, we started out, I was a, I'm a retired video producer. So what do I do in retirement? I make videos, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it was, I continued uh, doing what I'd always It's one thought. of those things that, you know, uh, that people don't realize that you would do this, uh, even if they didn't pay you, Yeah, they just luckily, luckily they exactly. paid you, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so I started a YouTube channel, of course, because that's kind of my creative outlet making videos. And uh, the YouTube channel really started out, I wanted to do something different. So it started out by doing van life cocktails. He likes cocktails uh, yeah, too. Yeah, so our, our uh, YouTube channel is Cubby <laughs> Van Life. And the original videos, again, Cubby, uh, Cubby Van Life, Van Life Cocktails. And then we also did Van Life Food. So things that we found on the road, etc. And uh, in addition to cocktails, we were visiting breweries as we have always done anyway and posting a lot of videos about visiting breweries on the road. And that's kind of how this thing happened, you know, how we became the Aleblazers, because we were already doing that. Um, As you said before, somebody was willing to pay me to be a video producer, and then I did it by myself, and now somebody's willing to pay me to do exactly what I've been doing, which is visiting breweries and distilleries all across America that are part of the Harvest Host Network, and that's... How we got to do what we're doing well, now. And, and that's really fun. And, and I, you know, uh, kind of a similar story here. These are things that I was already doing. And finally, someone came along and said, hey, will you do that for us? And that's how I started uh, yeah. producing and hosting the, the Rosen States Audio Magazine. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, people in both my worlds, in the RV world and in the, the beer world, saw that Harvest Host was looking for someone to travel around the country, go to all the breweries and report back. And that was a job description. Yeah. That was that was that was a, a job that they were looking to uh, hire someone for. Now, granted, uh, I, you know, I, I know it's not a full time job. It's not you're not going to make a, a billion dollars doing that. But, you know, you, you don't have to. That It was such a yeah, right, it was such right. a great thing. I, I even I thought, ooh, that would be cool. But you know, I yeah, that's not that's not my life. I'm not traveling full time. But um, but but you guys are the ones who were hired to be the Aleblazers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what exactly do you get to do now? Well, um, I'm going to back up just for a second and tell you that, uh, as you you said, that people had seen that, that this was a job and it sounds like a dream job. And I have to tell you, it actually is. Uh, And as part of the application process, they asked that you submit a video proving that you had a passion for RV travel and for breweries and distilleries. As I said, my channel already had a lot of that on it. So I just put a reel together and sent it to them. I said, if this isn't proof, I Yeah, don't you're like, here's a link. Have at it. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. It's all here. Enough said. It's already there. Uh, yeah, so what we do is uh, we are traveling across the United States. We've also done Canada and Baja, California. All of those places have Harvest Host locations. Uh, for 
for those of you who don't know, Harvest Host is a network, a uh, membership network for RVers. Uh, you can't do tents. You can't do, you know, I don't even think you can do pop-ups any place, yeah, maybe most so. places, yeah. but it's a network of places like golf courses, museums, churches, farms, uh, driveways, that farms, are, wineries, uh, creameries, farms, wineries. Yeah. All these places where as an RV or in a member of this network, you get to stay for free tonight. If you want to tomorrow night, whatever, you know, usually, usually they only allow one night uh, to stay there and they don't often provide services. But what I failed to mention there when I was listing all these places was breweries and distilleries all across America who have chosen to be part of the Harvest Host Network as hosts. And so our job is to hit as many of those breweries and distilleries through our travels as we can and produce uh, YouTube videos and Instagram videos that are reviews of these places. And so, so far in the past five months, we've hit 27 breweries and distilleries uh, that we've stayed at, some better than, than others, you know, and uh, we parked there for the night and we're going to talk about that a little, in yeah. a little bit, but that's what we're doing. And our trip started five months ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we're in Ohio right now, but we ended up there in a circuitous route. So... We went from Albuquerque, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, all the way up to Maine, and then up into Quebec, Montreal, Toronto, back in the United States and northern New York. We're in Ohio now, and uh, we still have a couple months left of our Blazer contract, so we're planning on going back up through Michigan. And uh, in a bunch of research I did in the last couple of days, what's the best beer city in the United States? I was really surprised to find out that it was not Milwaukee, Michigan. Not Portland, Maine. No, it not was, Portland, uh, Oregon. And now you can tell me because I just had a brain fart that <laughs> I don't remember Michigan, the number one town. You're thinking Grand, Rapids. Oh, Grand yeah. Rapids. That's it. Yeah, so we're like we're Grand gonna go Rapids, to, who knew? Yeah, so we're going to go to Grand Rapids and make that a stop. Well, and, and, and the beautiful thing is there are a ton of cities around the U.S. that would argue that to the hilt, which is, for, for those oh, yeah. of us who of love course. beer, that is to our advantage. Um, hey, you know what? We used to live in Asheville. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right? Yeah. I say Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, a big part of the reason we moved to Asheville is because of the beer scene there. I mean, we, we went through Asheville one time. We were living on the road just like we are now. And I saw how many breweries there were and how in downtown Asheville you can just walk from brewery to brewery to brewery. And it's like, okay, I can yeah. live here. Well, and, and I, I grew up in <laughs> yeah. San Diego and I lived uh, for almost oh, 20 nice. years uh, near Bend, Oregon. So so there's all there's already okay. two contenders just right there. Um, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to just, just kind of lay, I'm going to lay a little foundational question uh, to that will kind okay. of uh, s uh, set up the rest of our conversation. And this is a question that I ask all the guests that come on to my podcast, Good Beer Matters, which is really about, you know, the crafting of beer, but the culture of beer too. Um, but every guest, mm -hmm. I ask this question and I get uh, a lot of different, really interesting answers. So I'm going to ask you this question. Why does Good Beer Matter so much to you? Wow. Uh, well, first of all, I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> I like it, but particularly you say good beer. You know, it's not just beer. It's good beer. It's the craft of making beer. And I would say for me, it really is all about taste. You know, uh, the better the beer, the generally the better it tastes. Uh, I'm 
I'm a big beer guy. I like the big imperial stouts, the imperial porters, the uh, Belgians, you know, the Belgian. And I I noticed you have a tendency toward multi beers, just like I do as well. Oh, yeah. very much so, very much so, because it's it's about big, bold flavor yeah. to me. So that's one thing. But another thing that I really like and has been a great experience with this Ale Blazer tour is uh, what I call terroir. You know, you hear that you that word used all the time with wine, cheese, um, and cheese, things like that. It's the same with beer and distilleries. I know we're not talking about whiskey we and can. things here, but that's that's. That's part of the Ale Blazer tour too. We're we're hitting distillers and and I drink all the liquors, so <laughs> I like I, I like those too. And those even more than beer, you really taste the yeah. terroir because I've visited distilleries where it's like, yeah, all the corn we use in our mash is grown right yeah. back here, you know. And we control what we grow and the type we grow. And you see that with this uh, breweries as well. But it's really great to see the different regional beer styles at the local craft brewers. Um, the breweries and another thing that's great is n- not just whether you were doing a harvest host or not if you're a beer aficionado and you like to travel every small town in america now has some great local brewery it's true you know and it's very rare that you walk in that even if they are really super like micro batch and they only brew three different kinds it's rare that you won't find at least one of those three to be a really good beer mm-hmm. and that is so great because i'm an old enough that i remember back when uh there was a time i grew up in pittsburgh and like there's this oh there's this craft beer out there's this it was coarse <laughs> and it was like course was oh it's from it's from colorado you can't get any yeah. in pennsylvania i mean that's all that's all and, and I even am. then and they were pitching so the terroir water it, with with uh it, it's all the water it's you know from golden colorado yeah so right, right. <laughs> right yeah right and then sam adams was like the first real craft beer that i remember yeah. that like um you know so it's really encouraging now to see that more people drink craft beer more people drink more styles and the younger people just uh, it really impressed me with how into funky beers they're, you know, how into uh, funky beers and sours, sours fruit beers, saisons, front, you know, farmhouse ales, all that kind of thing that it's kind of the exact opposite of drinking the big brand name light beers or something, you know, so that's really exciting to see. And it's exciting to be part of, and it's definitely a big part of our life. I have to drink beer every day, so he yeah, loves beer. let's make it a good one, and let's make it let's make it local and fresh if possible. Hey, business owners, are you interested in earning extra revenue? Harvest Host is a platform that connects over two hundred thousand RVers to local businesses for overnight stays. The model is simple: hosts open up a space for RVers to park for one night, and in turn travelers spend money at the business and there's no cost to be a host in fact hosts make an average of fifteen thousand dollars in extra revenue every year and meet some amazing folks visit harvesthost.com forward slash hosts to get started today I'm sure anyone listening, watching, and you guys as well are aware that you know some people will will travel to follow a band or to go on a concert circuit or or to yeah. go on a historical tour or a literary tour and find all their all their um, favorite literary heroes and, and travel that that route. Um, there's lots of different little travel tours that you can go on, but but in the last few decades, beer travel has become a noun has become a thing has yeah, come into yeah. existence. 
uh, and it's it's an incredible thing. And that's really kind of what we're talking about is beer travel, where instead of traveling and then going and have a beer, we're traveling because of the beer, because of that experience, because of that yes, interpretation absolutely. of of style and nuance and terroir and that sense of place. And that's the part that I find exciting. What makes that that whole idea of beer travel interesting to you guys? Well, um, we were already traveling, right? You know, I told you we were already traveling, going to beer breweries and distilleries, things like that. Uh, but when we retired, we planned our retirement for 30 years. We knew that this is what we wanted to do in retirement, which is to live full time on the road, sell everything and just travel because we've always loved to do that. So there's the travel yeah. part of it. We've always we traveled. We knew we were going to do that. And like I said, you can't go anywhere now that you don't find a local brewery. So it's a combination of a couple passions, really. It, you know, and I don't use that word lightly. People throw the word passion around. It's a buzzword, yeah. you know, but obviously you are passionate about what you do and that's how you end up making a career out of it. Same here. I'm passionate about beer and I'm passionate about travel. And now these days, it's really super easy to combine those things. So you can say, for instance, Grand Rapids, let's talk about that. We're going to Grand Rapids because we- It's a destination. About, we heard about that and we were heading in that general direction anyway, being retired, not having a full-time job. We don't have to be anywhere at any time. So yeah. why not? I hear it's a great beer city. You tell me about some great places that I need to go to. I'm going to go there. So that's going to be a destination that starts with the beer, yeah. right? And with Harvest Toast, we've done a lot of that where maybe we're heading up to this spot in Maine. We're heading to Portland, Maine or something. And I look at the Harvest Toast app and I see where there actually aren't as many breweries as there are. There aren't any Harvest Toast breweries yeah. in Portland. I'd like to change that. But there's one about 40 miles southwest of there. And so instead of going right to Portland, we go over here because we're going for the beer and we're mm -hmm. going for the stay. And that place, uh, by the way, is a real place. It's called Funky Bow Brewing. In oh, Lagan it's amazing. Maine. It's so great. One of our favorite it's experiences really of the whole trip. So let me give a Funky Bow a, right little, tip, a little plug there. Whether you're a Har Harvest Host member or not, you got to go to Funky It's Bow. run the best. The, yeah. It's really great. Really a great scene well, there. And, and really. that's the thing that I love too is, you know, when, when we watch a movie, a, a movie without a soundtrack just isn't quite the same, right? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. and so analogy. the parallel would be is like we're traveling, but a travel, but traveling without a flavor track, just it, it, it's cool, but it's just not the same. And to me, yeah. that's that's yeah. what mm -hmm. beer satisfies. And for people who aren't into beer, we could we could talk wine, we could talk whiskey, we could talk you know whatever. There, there's a lot of really great um, independent uh, craft producers out there. Uh, it doesn't have to be just yeah. about beer. It could be bread. It could be cheese. There's a lot of incredible things yeah. out there, but stopping and finding those places just make that trip extra special because now you have that quote unquote flavor track to help seal in those memories, to seal in that, to sure. heighten that experience. And that's what that whole flavor thing sure. does for me. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just to give Harvest Toast a little bit of a plug here just for a minute, um, because I'm thinking in my mind as you're mentioning this, we're the ale blazers. Again, beer and distilleries. That's that's our assignment. That's what we love to do anyway. 
But if say you're not a drinker, say you like wine, you can plan your itineraries around those kind yeah. of places too. You could go all over the United States and stay at museums if that's yeah. what you want to do. You have kids and you want to always hit something cultural. You could just do museums yeah. or just just far, heck, I think you could probably do just alpaca farms. Yeah, or cheeseries. We love cheese too, really so cheese. we seek those kind of places out there. You could go all over the United States and just stay at creameries. Yeah. And, and that's a perfect PSA so for it, for people yeah. who choose to be dry and not drink at all, because there's right. like I yeah, said, absolutely. it doesn't have to be about beer. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be anything, but that just makes the experience just that more interesting. Um, just, uh, real quick, uh, what are some of the highlights uh, that are on your uh, beer highlight reel uh, from your travel so far? Oh, wow. I, I, I got a lot of them, but I'll give you a chance to talk for a minute because you have, we have some favorites. Like our best favorite? Or like our favorite favorites? Yeah, our favorite favorites. Oh, Funky Here, Bo, definitely. Funky Bo. Funky Bo and Funky Bo, that's in Maine? Yeah. So I'm going to be doing at some point, probably uh, in September or October, something like that. I'm going to be doing a reel of best of oh, the past year. And what I want to do is best overall brewery or best best overall beer. My favorite particular beer of the trip. Um, I'll do the best boondocking experience, best bartender, et cetera, Oh, et cetera. yeah. We have some favorite we have bartenders. favorites of all of those. There's and amazing bartenders I'm, out I'm there. I'm so glad Funky you added them into, about... into that. That's that's part of my other world is helping educate people to do a better job. So I'm so glad you added the people in the hospitality industry, bartenders and whatnot. That's that's a huge oh, yeah, part of absolutely. that experience. absolutely. We've had some great... Uh, and some of them can change your experience. Like so there are so many people that are so into the beers and so into the place and so into the music in their place. And they kind of just make your experience even they, better. They, they serve as a tour know? guide. Oh, yeah. Like you, you don't want a boring bartender. <laughs> you know, you want someone who loves their job, right? Yeah. I mean, we went to an example. I still haven't told you any of them other than Funky Bo. But let me just quickly say that Funky Bo is, is one of them. It's and up Funky there. Funky Bo wasn't for the beer. I think they only had two beers on tap, something like no, that. Maybe, maybe maybe three or four, yeah. something like that. Like obviously two IPAs at least, you know. Uh, and I was drinking the brown ale. That was what it yeah. was called, brown ale, you know, something like that. But they had great food on location, excellent wood-fired pizza oven that I adored. Had a big band there. It's out the, in the woods. Yeah, it's it's, it's out in the woods. Like you it's park so remote. at the boondock location and you walk up a trail and there's just tents in the woods. And there's a band up there and there's their food tent and there's their beer. And uh, one of the best things is we travel with a big dog and we also look for dog locations. And Funky Bo has a strict no leash policy. If your dog is the type of dog that needs to be on leash, they don't really want them. That is a great point. Uh, it's, and it's not even like there's a dog area that you just let your dog off and you just let them go. And at the end of the night, where's Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> you just find them. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. Um, so well, their whole idea was if they're on leash, they're going to have like some kind of leash aggression. Yeah. 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 And it's like a dog park and they're just wandering around. Everyone's interacting. You're petting dogs. Kids are petting dogs. And there's like no altercations. Yeah. Charlie. It's all socialized. Just a lot of sniffing. on stage with the band. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the thing, yeah. one of the things that um, I, I feel compelled to talk about because we are talking about traveling, we are talking about driving, and we're talking about drinking. So I yeah. I, I want to make sure we are very clear about this. What are your tips 
to other travelers uh, about staying safe, being responsible when it comes to driving, and then enjoying a pint at the end of the night? I'm going to push Harvest Host again, and not even because I'm the hailblazer, but because the beauty, one of the many beauties of Harvest Host for me, and for us, I'm sorry, is that we can go to a distillery and we can drink and not worry about it. Because yeah. how far do we have to go to sleep tonight? Maybe 20 yeah. feet. Yeah. You know, you walk out of the distillery, you're parked there. They're letting you stay there for the night. Breweries the same way. I can go to the brewery and I can go, I can do a flight and then have one or two pints of whichever was my favorite. And I'm not driving. I'm just walking out back to the parking lot or out, you know, typically breweries, especially if they're not in the city, will have like a nice field out back, you know, and it's a beautiful location. It's quiet. It's safe. You don't get bothered by the police. Uh, it's, it's the ultimate experience. So those would be my awesome. two tips. Really. And I'd like to say like traveling, like we're overly cautious. You're like if we have something Absolutely. to drink, like we will not drive. You know, we, we, it's like a foreign place, a different city, a different town. You don't want to get pulled over. Yeah. Like, don't take any chances at all. Like, you just can't afford it. Yeah, yeah and not, not only that, it. I mean, we are not, we are not uh, living in our vehicle. We are driving our home. The, oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. We yeah. always say, because that's all we, it's, I told you we sold everything, so it's all we have. Right now, yeah. So we're super cautious. I mean, you don't want to get behind me on the highway because I'm, I'd never go more than 40. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I lose that, if I lose my van, I've lost yeah. everything. So. Well, and and uh, for anyone who's uh, watching and wants to continue following your journey and as you travel around and find these great breweries, where can they go to uh, follow? Well, we're on Instagram and we're also on uh, YouTube and it's Cubby Van Life, all one word, C-U-B-B-Y-V-A-N-L-I-F-E. It's written on the side of our van. And you can also go to the Harvest Host social media accounts. We're there. Because the stuff that we're doing for them is posted all over their stuff too. The Harvest Host video channel, uh, YouTube channel, as well as the Harvest Host Instagram channel. Well, I... It's just so much fun. Well, I yeah. applaud your work. I appreciate your sacrifice. You're, you're doing the hard work so the rest of us can just sit back and enjoy <laughs> a, a pint at the end of our driving day with ease. So uh, so thank you very much for, for what you're doing and, and be safe and, and enjoy some great beers out there. Awesome. It was great. Thanks, thank Jeremy. you. Bring joy back to your email with the RV Hacks and Humor Newsletter. Our monthly email is packed with memes, videos, guides, and news straight to your inbox. Subscribe today via the link in our description box. This episode tip comes to us from Camper's Card, your partner for campground discounts. Camper's Card supports your quest for efficient RV meal prep and organization with this clever suggestion. Use a hanging shoe organizer to store kitchen essentials. Hang it on the inside of your pantry or closet door, and each pocket can hold spices, utensils, condiments, or even snacks. This creative storage solution not only saves valuable counter and cabinet space, but also keeps everything within easy reach. One of my favorite RV stories is the first time we took the cubby van out on the road. It wasn't outfitted yet, but we wanted to get out there, so we decided to take a road trip four hours north to northern New Mexico to Cottonwood Campground on Navajo Lake, one of our favorite campgrounds. Yeah. So we got there, 
and it was closed <laughs> and it was getting dark. So we decided to boondock in the desert, something we've done many times. Yeah, and that's about the point that I saw this little sand track leading off of the main road into the cacti there. So I pulled over and I walked that little road there and said, oh, this feels nice and solid. This feels really good. Yeah, I wasn't even breaking crust. The sand seemed pretty solid to me. Yeah, right. So we drove about 100 yards up and I made a right-hand turn to go around this big chamisa bush. And at that point, my front end of my van, which is front wheel drive, went into the sand to the axles. And we were stuck. We were seriously stuck. Seriously stuck. And it was getting pretty dark. That We didn't have a shovel. We didn't have traction masks. We didn't have anything to get us out of the Completely sand. Completely unprepared. However, I had built a temporary bed in the back of the van made out of plywood. And so I got my Leatherman out pulled all the screws out of that plywood bed, pulled the pieces of plywood out, jammed them behind the front tires, and I could only get the van to move about a foot or two before it would slip off the plywood and go right back into the sand again. It took us a couple hours, I'm not exaggerating, a couple hours in the dark in the desert. Yeah, we got out of there and the very first thing I did when we got home was ordered traction mats, a shovel, and a tow rope, and a 3,000 pound come along. So the lesson learned is always be prepared to get stuck. Uh, we haven't gotten stuck since. Never. Knock on wood, but we are now thoroughly prepared thanks to that first trip of getting stuck in the sand. And remember, always carrying a Leatherman. They can save your butt. Well, thank you again for another great story from the road. That's the show this time around. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and let us know what stories and tips you want to hear more of. But until next time, we hope you have safe travels and we'll see you down the road.